Good afternoon everyone, welcome to Raz's Football Show. Today um, is a new episode and it's all about Barcelona. We have Bav again with us live from USA, Washington DC and we're going to be talking about what happened to Barcelona. It was an absolute crazy show to say the least. Bav, introduce yourself and tell us what you think. Well, listeners, it's Bav from DC. Today, Raz is going to be doing a lot of the talking. He's a bigger Barcelona fan than I am, but we have a channel over here called Comedy Central. I know you guys get it in England. That was, man, they should put that on the Comedy Central as the most funniest thing ever. It's It was just calamity. That's the only word for it. But it was a comedy show for a lot of people, but for me, it wasn't a comedy show. It was actually... It was pretty disgusting to watch a team such as Barcelona, such a big club, you know, with a lot of history, you know, and great Champions League pedigree in the past. And to show us a, a performance like that, it was just an absolute, well, it was actually a joke. So you're right, it was a bit of a comedy, but it was just disgusting. I mean, I couldn't describe some of the errors that was going on throughout the game. I mean, it was bad. To say the least. I mean, they, they, Bayern Munich, I've got to say, I have to give credit where credit's due. They were absolutely amazing, to say the least. And it, and it was very reminiscent of how Germany battered Brazil in the World Cup, right? It really was like that. Yeah. I mean, it pretty And much. Even, even Thomas Muller said, this was more devastating than what they did to Brazil back then. I mean, yeah. And the, the thing is, I'd, when we all started watching, when, when this game started, and you and I both spoke about it, and I think you said to me yourself that you feel like, you know, Bayern Munich going to batter even Barcelona. And at that point, I was thinking, no, it's not going to be a battering, but I did think that Bar Bayern Munich were going to win. But not in that way, you know, it was terrible. I mean, there was not one part of the pitch that Bayern didn't cover. And control, you know, it was from back to front, and it was literally every time they went forward, they, were, they looked like they were going to score. I mean, having said that, at the beginning, the first, you know, five minutes, it was scintillating football from both sides. You know, it was end to end throughout. And but I think it goes down to a couple of things, and one of the biggest things. I don't know if I, I, I don't know if you thought the same thing as me, but. The manager, Sanetian, I mean, he has to go. He's actually gone. It's just confirmed literally 10 minutes ago, officially he's gone. Wow, listeners, here you go. You hear it live and direct in Raz's football show. The manager of Barcelona is now officially gone. Kike Setien is out. Kike Setien was... To be honest, I, I was a bit surprised when he came on. I, I didn't think he had the Barcelona kind of feel about him you know we I say we I mean you know let's be honest I'm a Liverpool fan so I can't really say we in that way but I, I did follow La Liga quite you know I follow it quite a lot and and I watch Barcelona I've been to Catalonia a few times and I love Spain and I love the way Barcelona play football but I don't think that when Kike when he came on when he came in I said this guy made the, the team he puts out every time, 
he he's always leaving someone out. I don't think he got the best out of Griezmann. And again, it showed he had Vidal on the pitch and Griezmann on the be bench. And I I didn't think that was going to work. And I disagree with you. What what choice did he have, right? And and there's a million different topics as far as Barcelona go, and we'll get to them as time goes by. If he didn't play Vidal, he would have played three strikers up front. They would have been more exposed. At least Vidal, he's played for that team. He knows some of the players. He knows the runs they make, how they think, the sort of off-ball movement that goes along with it. He was there to try and suppress some of that from a pressing perspective, but he couldn't get near these guys at Bayern. They're near. just passing the ball. It was almost like they were... It's like watching Barcelona of old and Man City of more recent combined in the way Bayern moved. Those players are just super energetic, super fit. They are all in sync with each other. They're playing as a team. Yeah, I mean, And more importantly... Literally every shot went in the back of the net. Yeah, literally. I mean, and, and, and it just goes down to, I think a lot of it goes down to coaching and um, just the kind of like the work and the levels of work that they put in, um, in the back, you know, you know, in the training pitch or whatever it is. It all came out on the pitch and you can see they were clinical every time. All their passing was accurate, their movements, you know, every time they moved forward, it was like, you know, they, they were exposing every weakness that Barcelona had. And, they, you know, we all know, you know, in recent times, that Barcelona have a lot of weaknesses, especially the back, you know, hasn't been the same since some of the old players have gone, some of the old guard have gone and have not been replaced correctly. The the levels of purchases Barcelona's made, made some, you know, really horrendous buys recently. And you and I both spoke about you know, the, the steal that, you know, Barcelona stole, I mean, Liverpool stole money off Barcelona, literally, because that's what I call it, when you're charging 142 million for Coutinho with so many bonus payments on top of that as well, it was just ridiculous. Um, and, and I think that we're buying, what they did was just a very professional performance, and and I think it was the opposite for Barcelona, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I think... It just goes to show that sometimes it's not about spending those millions, it's about buying the right players. And I think that's where Barcelona have gone wrong in the last few seasons. They would go and buy players to just um, fulfil a need. You know, oh yeah, let's go and buy Griezmann because we think that he's a top striker. But actual matter of fact, they needed some, you know, bolstering midfield, for example. They didn't do that. You know, their full-backs, I mean, Jordi Alba, yeah, he's getting on a bit, but he's probably the best full-back they've got. No, no, um, you know, what do you call it? Second choice, left-back. Right-back, I don't think he's quite there. PK is... Leaving right-back, it's what, Nelson Tomato and Sergio Roberto can also play that role, but I don't think any of them are really the right sort of person for that team. Not for that team, no. They're, they're mid-table at best, let's be honest. Um, but this has been brewing for quite a while, Bath. And if you remember, was it last season when Liverpool won the Champions League and how they smashed them 4-0? Yeah. That's happened. And then a few seasons ago when Bayern Munich actually gave them a bit of a hiding as well once. So it's, it's happened quite often. And I think well, they're heavily reliant on Messi. He can't produce it on his own every week. No. Yeah, and and, and even then, it, it's not just Liverpool. Roma smashed them 4-1 the season yeah. before. 
prior to that, PSG smashed them. Juventus smashed them. And when I mean smashed, like, they're literally smashing these guys all over the pitch. These guys can't compete physically, mentally. They just, they look second rate. And these aren't great PSG, Juventus, Roma teams. They just execute the day off. And this is a one-off match. And you can argue that many teams this weekend in Champions League didn't turn up. But come on, man. You cannot lose 8-2. You're Barcelona. Probably the biggest football team in the world. And all of this has been brewing for many years. And you know what it is? You're not going to like this. I told you this last week or the week before. Sorry, not last week. A couple of weeks ago that Barcelona is turning into the Spanish version of Arsenal. This is (laughs) what Arsenal have been through 10 years ago. 20 years ago. Never replaced all these players. And now you've got crap. You literally have crap there. Messi, Messi needs to leave. He's been too loyal to that team. No, but... There's plenty of takers for Messi. The whole world is Messi. He's got three years left. Does he want to stay at Barcelona and go through a whole rebuilding phase and bringing up all these young kids? Yeah, you can have young kids. Every team has young talent. But again, one in five of those youngsters are really going to make it. Let's not look at Man United's anomaly back in the day where they had those four or five players, yeah. the Neville brothers, Beckham, Scholes, Nicky Butt. That's just... That was like literally a diamond in the rough situation. Yeah. These days, you don't see that. And it, it's sad because the club has so many problems, but it doesn't matter who they bring in for me. No. They're talking about Ronald Koeman coming in for a year and then Xavi. Why, why are you going to bring Xavi in? Xavi's managing, no disrespect, club legend. He's managing in Qatar. Yeah. Literally a Mickey Mouse team when you compare it to Barcelona. So who would you say and needs to come in? I think... They're saying people... I'm not, really a, Koo- I'm not really a Koeman fan, but the good thing about Koeman, he's played for the team, right? Yeah. He knows all the politics that potentially go on behind the scenes. And then you've got Pochettino. Pochettino was in a similar situation to Spurs. And obviously, Barcelona has a lot more talent than what Spurs had back then. And he did turn it around for Spurs yeah. eventually, right? Yeah. But he's still going to be remembered for the guy that lost the Champions League final. Not for the fact that he got them into the Champions League. And allegedly, he said, because of his Espanol ties, he will not manage Barcelona. Yeah. Look, as a player, you can say that, but when it comes to management, it's, it's a different story. Like, let's say I'm, I'm an accountant for Barcelona, and obviously Barcelona's my team, but Real Madrid made me an offer 20% more to do the exact same thing. I'm going there. Yeah, you would. I mean, in a real world, yes, but Pochettino is quite an emotional kind of guy, isn't he? He, he does kind of wear his heart on his sleeve. So would he go to Barcelona? I don't know. Um, the other thing is, I don't even know if he's the right fit for Barcelona. Actually, the fact... I mean, who, who do you want as a Barca fan? Because no matter what happens, whoever's coming in is really coming in for a year, and then they may be axed. There's even talk of Thierry Henry. What's Thierry Henry going to do? Come on, man. Thierry, Thierry Henry... He's, he's managing Vancouver in the MLS. I, you know what? The only guy that can save Barcelona right now, and... It's an op- It's not an option, but if they can prize him back, Pep Guardiola is the only guy I can see saving this club right now. Because that, with, you know, with him back, what they would do is obviously, you know, some of the La Masia players. You know, he'll definitely look at bringing bringing some of those players in, like he did, and it'll be a rebuilding process. But he did a very good job in the first in his first tenure where he came in, and he actually. Bought in some of the young uh, young players. I think was it 
Busquets was one of the first ones he bought into the first team. And, yeah, speaking uh, of Busquets, he, he, he's, he's uh, gone. I kind of brought it up a few weeks ago. He's done, man. He's done, he's done. I, uh, to every, be honest, every player has their time, right? Where no matter what sport it is, <coughs> if you are on the pitch or field of play or whatever the scenario is, and you can't keep up 100% and you can only give 75%, you're done. Yeah, the other thing with Busquets is, yeah, he has looked a little bit lethargic the last, you know, last couple of seasons, if I'm honest with you. He's looked like he's a couple of yards short of pace. PK the same as well. Um, yeah. And these were kind of like the spine of Barcelona back in, you know, the Pep Guardiola days. And obviously you had Messi, Suarez came in and he made Barcelona a lot better. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's very... It needs a total re... You know, it's basically a Arsenal situation. This is literally an Arsenal situation. The only thing is, I think Arsenal's got an upper, a little bit up on them because at least they've got a few players that they can work with. Barcelona haven't got anything to work with. Literally nothing apart from Messi, nothing. Yeah. Suarez is on but, his way out. Let's be honest, he's gone now. What, he's got a season left maybe? Yeah, and apparently Inter Miami want him and just to... Go off subject. Inter Miami signed Blaise Matuidi from Juventus. Matuidi, you know yeah. about that, right? Yeah, yeah, I know about that. So, you know, for you, Luis Suarez, he's in Miami. He's closer to Uruguay. It I mean, it's still sense. a long flight from yeah. Miami to Uruguay, but still, the appeal is there. Appeals there, absolutely, and I think he loves. He would love to end his career in a place where he can earn a nice little paycheck, final paycheck. He is a. He does love the money. Let's be honest, and he's a family man. Um, and a nice quiet life would be nice for him. That's why he, he headed back to Barcelona for that reason, because of his family situation. So I think for him to go take his family to Miami, it wouldn't be a bad choice for him. And I think that's not a bad move. And, you know, you could see something like that happening with Messi, where he ends his career. If he doesn't want to play for another club that plays against Barcelona, that might be an option for him as well. Um, so so do, do you think Pep Guardiola is realistic, right? Let's, let's be realistic. Man City has spent nine hundred and forty-three million and still haven't got to this, gotten past the quarterfinals of the Champions League. He blew it yesterday. He he really blew it. Why did he play three central defenders? Fernandinho, Eric Garcia, and Laporte. Him doing that took away the natural playing style that they have. Yeah, and it cost them. It cost they didn't turn up until like the fifty-fifth minute or so. Yeah, and they, and Man City in some senses are somewhat reliant on Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, he goes to that Barcelona team, that's part of the rebuild. You... That's what they need. This is the thing though, that's what Barcelona, I think the choices they've made and the kind of players have signed, they, they didn't get it right. I mean, that's the kind of player that they needed to bring in. An absolute replacement for Xavi would be, because Xavi's a playmaker. Yep. Kevin De Bruyne is a playmaker. So your spine of your team and what everything starts from your play is your playmaker, which would then you would need to replace that guy. What they did was work around that situation and they kept, you know, plowing. They thought they bought in um, Coutinho to kind of replace Iniesta. That was never a replacement. That was like yeah. a very poor man's Iniesta, let's be honest, right? And, um, and then they looked at other signings that never materialised. There was a little talk of, um, you know, I mean, I, I couldn't understand... I couldn't understand why they didn't um, sign, what's his name? Bruno Fernandes. 
Why did they not go for someone like Bruno Fernandes? Yeah, but it, we can speculate on all these players that they should have signed, but the core root of the problem is it's the board. It's the board, right? Yeah. You've got Bartel... What's his name? Jose Bartelomeu. He's there Bartelomeu, right now. Bartelomeu, whatever his name is. And the way that board works is these guys are obviously going to use the money that they've raised from previous sales or through whatever bank that they use to purchase players. In yep. order for Barcelona to actually go out and... They could have signed Neymar last season. The reason they didn't sign Neymar, they didn't want to dig into their own personal pockets. That's all it is. Some of these other clubs, such as PSG, Man City, obviously the owners are digging into their pockets to make these deals happen. That's the differential factor here. But even then, you said it earlier, bad, bad signings. Dembele, 100 million. Dortmund must have laughed at them when they got offered 100 plus million. Obviously, Liverpool laughed at them and snapped their hands off and took that 142. And then Griezmann, come on, what, 120 odd million? Yeah, that was just... Was it needed? No. Yes, he's a good so player, but it wasn't yeah. needed. And then Malcolm, they bought Malcolm. Malcolm could have been useful in that team, but they never gave him a chance. So that's 350 million they've burnt through. And then... With 350 million, you can buy a good spine for any team yeah, in today's exactly. market. The thing that baffled me is when they got rid of Thiago. I mean, that's quite many years ago now, right? But that, yeah. that baffled me that time. Yeah, that you know Xavi's on his way out. You know Iniesta's on his last... It was, I think, Iniesta's last season or Xavi's last. One of the last... And they got rid of Thiago to um, Bayern or whoever it was. And I was thinking in my head, this is the future and you're getting rid of him. Like, Correct. what was the point? Yeah, because he was literally a Spain under-21 international at that time, right? Played a few years in the team. and I think he was a like, captain oh, yeah, of the under-21 as well. I'm sorry, what was that? He was the captain of the under-21 team. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And, he, and absolutely, there was a lot of big talk about him. I mean, some of the players of Barcelona used to talk about him and say he's going to be a, a major player. And then when he left, everyone was a bit baffled at, you know, what... But, but did you see how he, he bossed the game yesterday? Of course. He was always going to boss that game. And I, I've been saying this for a long time. He's a great player. I mean, some of the passes he makes... But you still don't think he'll get in that Liverpool midfield, hey? Come on. No, no, he would. Hundred percent, he would. Hundred percent, he would get in that Liverpool midfield. I need to replace Jurgen Klopp, man. I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is the best manager in the Premier League right now. So, why if Barcelona came knocking for Jurgen Klopp right now? He wouldn't go. Yes. What if they said, okay, we'll give you half a million, sorry, half a billion euros to rebuild? He's, He's going to go. Most managers have gone in that situation. Barcelona or Liverpool right now? I don't know. It's uh, a project, right? When Klopp came to Liverpool, it was a project. Barcelona is a project, two, three years. Yeah, I mean, I think Klopp... It just, I don't know, Barcelona needs that... The the manager that they need is someone who's going to play the Barcelona way, which is tiki-taka football, yeah? Yeah, but and listen, Klopp doesn't if you know look at tiki-taka... Hold on, hold on. I, I love tiki-taka football. Every neutral fan... Wants to see tiki taka football. This weekend, now. Champions League, tiki taka football really got exposed, though, didn't it? Really? Because they didn't play that game. They didn't even play tiki taka. They haven't been playing it for a long time. Like literally. But Man City, Man, I'm talking about Man City now. Man City played tiki taka. What, what, what was the result yesterday? It wasn't great, but Man City, I think, to be honest, they just didn't turn up. Let's be honest. You know, on another yeah. day, of an, on another night, that could have been a different story. But, but they had the goal scorer, Dembele, that put the ball in the back of the net twice. Yeah. 
And not to confuse him with the Dembele at Barcelona, this is Leon's Dembele I'm yeah, talking about. He was great. With that came by PSG. But that's the thing. I mean, with Leon, I think what I saw was a hungrier team and a team that was willing to... They were a bit more braver. I mean, I think with, with Man City, I just felt like... Whoa. You know, four starters, Sterling missed some sitters. That, that was unbelievable. If Sterling had put that in the back of the net... We would have been talking about it differently. I mean, it's Most just, likely, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. He, he It wasn't one chance. I think there was two chances. But one, notably, the one that he, he just let back and went up in the air. I mean, yeah, that was like from the one or two yard line. And honestly, if he had that attempt a thousand times, 999 would go in the back of the yeah, net. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, but... You know, the way Leon played, they were just brave. They went out. Now, Leon, I don't think Leon did anything special. They almost seemed like the French version of Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Organised, exactly. back four, four in midfield, two up front, and you've got a couple of guys that can put it in the back of the net. And that's yeah. what it came down to. That is exactly what it was. I mean, that is Champions League football, though, Bav. If you, if, you, if you see what Liverpool did in the Champions League the season before, it was pretty much... I don't think Liverpool played great football in most of the games. It was just basically the back four, wasn't it? Let's be honest here. Yeah, we had the best mid uh, defence in probably in the world at the time, and I still say probably still is. And that's what won it. And we had a really good, great goalkeeper. And the rest of the midfield and up front, again, you know what Salamane and Firmino can do. And that's what won us the game. And that's exactly how Leon. Leon kind of. It was a little bit like a Liverpool way of playing, you know, where they were organised at the back, and it was literally just an attack, boom, boom, and a goal. That's all it was. Yeah. And that first goal, you know, that was just crazy. The guy, the way, what was his name? Picked up the ball, touched it down. And, yeah. you know, he got, well, got um, intercepted and then came to the other defender. It was a left back who scored a goal. Come Yeah. What a goal. I mean, round, amazing. I mean, it was great to see. But, yeah, you know, going back to Barcelona. And, and watch Pep go and sign him now. That's probably what's going to happen. Well, you never know, mate. You know, Arsenal look like they could be signing players right now. Uh, don't talk about Arsenal. Arsenal's linked with everyone. Arsenal's linked with everyone, but I'll tell Actually, you what. Wait, hold on, there is, there is some uh, news from the Arsenal side. Uh, the Lille defender, the Brazilian Gabriel Margulas, it is happening. There you go. And the reason it's happening, because Napoli actually bidded the highest amount, but Napoli can't buy him until they sell Koulibaly. So everything goes back to Koulibaly. All these clubs that were knocked out, all because they didn't have a def- proper defenders. Koulibaly has kind of had a decreasing poor performance the last few times I've seen him. Yeah. But right now, Barcelona go needs to just go and get him. I don't care. They need to go and get him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and he may not make the difference, but he will make that team slightly better from the defensive side. No, absolutely. They need because to if he doesn't go there, PSG will buy him. PSG will sign him. I, 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 I'm surprised they haven't signed him though. And yeah, going back, it's, going, it's, talk sorry, talk, uh, sorry to cut you up there. Talking about PSG, you know. It, yeah, I knew that honest. was going to be a subject, so that's why I subliminally brought Koulibaly up and then, you know, set it up. Well, we, we, we spoke about this, and I said to you that I do believe that PSG can win this prim, uh, Champions League. And you kind of like knocked me down a little bit and said, no, it's no chance it's happening, and it looks like it's going to be Man City. No, I still don't think, I, I don't see them beating Bayern Munich. I just don't right now. Well, I saw your, was it your Facebook comment that just so can someone just give uh, Bayern Munich the title now, the Champions League title? Yeah. And I think, you know what? 
on the basis of that performance, I would hand it to them. There's not even point them going to the final because they might as well just yeah, the take well, it now. Yeah, save it for the hassle. Just say, hey, here you go, guys. But you know what? Thanks for coming. One-off game, anything can happen. And, you know, just seeing the way Neymar bossed that game, in the although he missed some silly chances and I'm, I'm just yeah. not even hitting targets was, you know, it was, it was mind-boggling. Like, how can you miss some of the chances that he had? But having said that, when he got the ball and the, when he moves with the ball and some of the trickery he did, I mean, the way he put that ball through that guy's legs, amazing. I mean, if that Neymar turns up against Bayern Munich, and I kid you not, it will be a different story. With Kylian yeah. Mbappe... Listen, PSG does not pay Neymar to do all that fancy footwork on the sidelines and have defenders fall on their backside. I he believe paid to do, put the ball in the back of the net. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but they and he's not trust doing me. That. He's not doing that. Like, you go to La Liga and you played it for three years and you're not even the top scorer. Come on, man. Something ain't right. I, I think he's more more about the... You know, the, what Neymar's about, he's, he's a bit like a... You know, he's an entertainer, isn't he? He's, he's like what Ronaldinho was, to a certain degree. A bit of an nah, entertainer. No chance. That's, that's, but not that's two like, different you, levels. No, yeah, obviously, I know Neymar. He's in that category, but still, there's a yeah. big difference. But that's what they... You know, he's kind of brought in that kind of element where he's bringing his trickery and his work and his that kind of stuff, his assists. And I think the players around him, they really appreciate what he does. And I think... That was another thing that Barcelona could have done with someone like that on the day. Because well, the problem this time, and I've noticed this actually, and I, I was thinking about this last night, Barcelona have traditionally had flair Brazilian players, right? Yes. Whether it's original R9, Romario, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. Obviously, they had Neymar for a little, but they don't really have any of those guys anymore. Obviously, no. they have their cool Spanish players, and they'd always have a couple of Dutch guys in there, right? And, and, and they're missing those... Tricky kind of it? players. Game changers. Game changers, exactly. I mean, they bought in Coutinho to be that guy. But he was he's never been that guy. No, but he hasn't been given a chance, Raz. I know you watch La Liga every week. Has Did Coutinho play 20 games in a row? No. He no, played three or four played, games and yeah, then mix it out three or four. But he, because in the three or four games, he'll be like non-existent. You know, he was just like... Yeah, but look at what... Okay, speaking of non-existent, why is it that Bayern are getting the best out of him? Think... Bayern, he just scored. came on. He was uh, he was on the subs bench as well when he came Coutinho in. Coutinho scored two goals to rub salt into the Barcelona wounds. That was bad. And then, Ivan Perisic, he's an Inter Milan player on loan at Barcelona. And he can't even get into the Inter team. Inter Milan lost the La Liga, well, not like, sorry, not La Liga, Scudetto by one point. If they had Perisic, who knows? They could be champions right now. Yeah. Speaking but, of Inter Milan, I'm, I'm pretty confident Messi's going to end up at Inter Milan. Because a lot of great Argentinians have played there. What was that guy's name that played? Um... Oh, I forgot his name now. Is it begins with... not not Forlan? Oh, I forgot his name now. It was a, it was a great Argentinian player as well. That played for who? Inter. Yeah. Not Batistuta, obviously. Um, Gabriel Melito? Melito. I thought it was good. Yeah, Melito was good. Melito and Eto, there's a reason that Mourinho won the Champions League yeah. in 2010. How, how scary is it, right? That for the first time in Champions League history, there's no English, 
Spanish or Italian team in the semi-finals. <laughs> it's scary, very. It's, Furthermore, it's no Spanish team in the semis since 2007. Think about that. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling, yeah. It's crazy. No Spanish teams in the semis since 2007. Correct. But Barcelona has won it in 2016. Besides that. I'm sure they won it in... 2011 because I went to that game Wembley final against Man United yeah sorry since 2017 is what I meant not 2007 I was going to say let's go back sorry mate uh, I don't mean to pull you up on it but you know I can't forget the time that I went to a Champions League final you know now, of course great great memories man I wish I could have gone it was even more better because we watched Man United get turfed by Barca, you know, made it a perfect And Man match. United just got turfed by Sevilla. Yep, again. There you go. Calamity yeah. defenders, again. Lindelof and Maguire. What? This is frustrating because we all want to see forwards get signed, right? But now yeah. it's defenders, defenders, defenders. Defenders are more valuable than gold and silver these days. I've been listening to, uh, you know, some of these pundits talk. And right now, the way football has turned on its head, literally, and, and I, I've been thinking about this quite a bit. And what has changed in the Premier League? Who's been winning the titles in the Premier League? Teams with the best goalkeepers and the best yeah. defence, right? I'm going to go back to what year was it when Leicester won it? Know, it was a couple of years ago, but they had yeah. Wes Morgan and who else did they have? Wes Morgan, um, Christian Fuchs. Goalkeeper Shamichael, Casper, yeah. obviously, and he was amazing in that year as well. Um, but yeah, again, great back four, and they played a back four, I think, as well, most of the time. And the goalkeeper, and the goalkeepers are so important now in every aspect of football, it's unbelievable. They're literally ball playing players now, they're actually part yeah. before back in the old days, and pundits talk about this now, right? That they used to just want the goalkeepers to just handle the ball. Now it's like, now it's a bit more like they got to pass the ball around. They got to be able to use their feet. So now football has changed where Liverpool have won the league and I think the goalkeepers played a major part. Edison for Man City, obviously he's changed yeah. the way goalkeepers play in general now. And I think again, Casper Schmeichel was quite important. So I think... With Man United, I think their goalkeeper needs to be changed. Just bring on that Henderson, give him a chance. Yeah, but even, you know, you're talking about how important these defenders and goalkeepers are. Even when Man United were dominant, right, they had, obviously they had Schmeichel, but most recently they had Van der Sar, Vidic and Ferdinand, right? Chelsea, they had Czech, Carvalho, John Terry. Have they ever recovered since they got rid of Czech? No. Nah. Yeah. Um, your team, Arsenal. When they were at their prime, I think there was times when you had David Seaman again and Tony Adams and Martin Keogh. Um Again, you're looking at some of these other teams right now. Um, Man City, again, we're going to keep going back to them. Look, look what they're doing. And it goes back to those players. They are the catalyst in the team to make you go forward. If you don't have that as a foundation, and I think, again, going back to Barcelona, I don't think Terst again is the main goalkeeper for he's not a good goalkeeper. The first yeah, goal should have never gone through past yeah. like that. 
They say it's not just that, those defenders were just their positioning. They didn't anticipate nothing. They've got no pace. They've got no pace and they've got no positioning, you know, at all. They, they're, yeah. they're standing in wrong places all the time. They were just opened fully. I think if me and you were playing in that game, we would have scored a few goals. Easy. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would have I been on the highlight reel for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been interesting anyway. And although the, it's it's been a bit different because we're used to seeing two-legged two legged semi-finals and two-legged quarter-finals and whatever. But now we're seeing one leg only. It's actually yeah. exposed some of these teams who rely on playing at home, you know. And I think I, I would even say, as far as Liverpool's kind of like reliant like that as well, where we used to go go away, get a point, come back to um, Anfield, and then rip teams apart. And I think Barcelona were pretty much about that as well. Bring anyone at New Camp, and it's a different story. And maybe if that had happened, that could have been a different story as well with Bayern. But again, we're never going to get to see. So in a way, it's been interesting. It's been kind of. Uh, you know, a breath of fresh fresh air, to be honest, to see what, what could happen with people that are playing in neutral um, pitches. Yeah, so two French teams in the semis. Do you see uh, Kylian Mbappe? He tweeted something about Farmers League and then clowns referring to everyone because obviously the French League is known as the Farmers League. <laughs> well, Mbappe, he... Again, you know, he's gonna. He's obviously he's in the right to make comments like that right now because he's. Yeah, and honestly, PSG they they look very good once Mbappe came on, and I I don't foresee RB Leipzig posing PSG a true problem. But again, you never know. But it's likely that Mbappe starts, and maybe Verratti may be back, which will be a nice game changer in midfield. Yeah, It, it just depends on with PSG. You know, in the Champions League, I've noticed it depends what PSG turn up. And that's what it's going to be. But I do believe that this year is going to be their year. I ha- I've said it from day dot. They do a Champions League win. You know, I don't think they've ever won it, right? So I don't believe so, no. No, and they're a, you know, a very new club considering they've only been 50 years um, playing football so since they've been founded. So, yeah, I mean, good luck to them if they win it. And I'll be pretty happy because I do like PSG. Regard them as one of my teams. I have a team in every country, so yeah, they might. Yeah, well, we'll we'll know by the next podcast, right? Because I think Champions League final is next Saturday, so That's we good. we will definitely know for them if uh, Raz will be uh, celebrating or not. Get my PSG shirt on, mate. Why not? What about yourself? Well, who are you going for for the final? It's going to. I I think it's going to be PSG Bayern, and I think Bayern will take care of business. It will be a close game. I, I don't think it'll be anything like what we saw this past weekend. But again, you don't know because Bayern, they've got a cut, solid players on the bench. Like if Perisic doesn't play, honestly, they played Kingsley Coleman and maybe Kingsley Coleman was injured Ooh, or was given a rest. Coleman, Nabry and Lewandowski, gone. Even Lewandowski, he scored a couple of goals. He, he wasn't really the one shooting. He was actually involved in drawing two or three defenders yeah. out of play and creating position for the wingers. But it's funny how, you know, Thomas Muller, everyone's kind of like, had a dig at him in the last few years where he hasn't performed. But that guy performs all the time on the big stage. When he's required, he comes and does the business. And he was yep. scintillating, you know, the other day. So, again, you know, Lewandowski, you know, Bab, I think, you know, I'm just sitting there thinking right now, you're probably right, you know. I can't see past Bayern either, to be honest. <laughs> you, know. you heard that first. I know, and it's, it's quite frightening to think that, you know, Every position's covered, man. So, you know, with PSG, you know that their defence can be a little bit, you know, nervy at times. 
Um, but you don't see that with If Bayern. you're relying on Marquinhos and Kimbepe to stop Kimbepe. Bayern's front four, or six, or seven, or front ten, if you want to think of it that way, yeah. good luck, my friend. It's, it's going to be one of them games where I think that it's going to be literally, it's going to come down to which team turns up, you know. And if Bayern, you know, and it could be something crazy like a, a, a penalty or a player sent off could make the, you know, the team, the game change decision, but... I, I don't think so. I, I think with Bayern, they, they just... I've seen it in some of the uh, Bundesliga games that I've watched. First 20 minutes, they just go out for the kill. Yeah. They kind of remind me how the Arsenal unbeaten season, how the first 20, 30 minutes, we used to kill teams off. Remember 2-3-0 and that's it, sit back. Um, yeah, or you could say they're a bit like... Uh, you know... Uh, and I don't want to like say say this in in the wrong way, but they do remind me a little bit of Liverpool as well. Well oiled engine, they don't stop. Their fullbacks yeah. do not stop. Their midfield does not stop, and it's pretty much like a bit like heavy metal football. Um, and even the manager, he seems like he's got that little bit about him where he's quite animated on the touchline as well. So and he's he's a young guy. He's a young guy. He's, yeah. I think what thirty one, thirty two, and. Obviously, he must have had an issue at the start yeah, and probably pulled Muller and some Lewandowski and some of the older guys to the side and say, hey, listen, I know you guys have been here a few years, but this is my show. Let me let me run it. Well, it'll be good for them to win it anyway, either way, I think. It'll be good for them to win it, you know, especially for their young manager, you know, onwards and upwards for him. But it'll be nice to see PSG win it, a different team win it for once. Because if Bayern win it, I think they'll be pretty close to Liverpool in the amount of um, Champions League they've won is it five that'll be yeah, I'm not sure but most well Liverpool's got six so and then after that it's Real with a whopping 13 which god <laughs> that, that gap is not going to be closed in the next 50 years nah it's, it's probably because like, on average if you look at it right most the bigger teams they'll win one Champions League every 10 to 12 years yeah generally speaking but they've been so dominant well, and even Bayern Bayern they haven't really Bayern was it 80s after, sorry, uh, late 70s, early 80s after that Liverpool run either side is when they wrapped some of their titles up. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, um, sure but yeah it's going to be interesting. We'll see how it goes. And hopefully we'll have more to talk about in the next podcast when we find out who actually wins the Champions League. Sounds good. All right, Raz, take care. Take care, mate. Have a good one. And I'll speak you to you again bye. soon. Take care. Bye. That was Bev um, speaking to us about Barcelona. Um, yeah, we, we kind of went on a little bit. But yeah, it, it's been interesting because obviously a lot has happened. And, um, you know, just seeing that, you know, the way Barcelona lost was just really, really oh, crazy. It was just unbelievable. You know, I didn't think that that could happen. Um, but there you go. This is football. Anything can happen. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us on the show. It's been great having you guys listening listening in. And, yeah, um, till the next time, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye.